0: Thank you for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And we are back for the new year, finally. It's, <laughs> it's been a little while, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, we can talk about this, because normally we didn't do a finishing year episode. We That's did not. A, well, actually, we did. We just didn't realize that was going to be the finishing year episode. Your, <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> but, so, the way we normally start off the year is... Uh, Did we actually hit the goals that we had from last year? So we'll mimic what we did uh, beginning of 2023. Now it is 2024. Um, Fortunately, I have autofills that correctly write in the year whenever I write something. Yes. So I can stop writing 2023. (laughs) Um, But
1: normally, the way we start this off is conventions. So, what conventions did you go to last year? Last year? I went to a couple. Are we counting, like, out-of-state tournaments?
0: Yeah, why don't you do the tournaments? Okay. Too?
1: Well, then now, that... Let's see, what did we do last year? Because you did way more traveling. I did a lot last year. Yeah. Okay, so started off the year with Adepticon. Um, Adepticon was a lot of fun. Uh, I mostly just went around shopping. I uh, played some uh, Middle Earth strategy battle game with uh, the... Battle Companies, and I played some Gaslands. Other than that, I just went shopping and spent way too much money. And then after that, kind of got back into Infinity. um, Which was not part of the plan. Which was absolutely not part of the plan. I was not expecting to be pulled back into Infinity. And I got pulled into Infinity 100%. Again, it was the... I think it was the... One of the main games I played last year. That one and Smittler's strategy battle game. Um, Did you feel like Al Pacino every time you try to walk away? They just pull you back in? Yeah, they just pull me back in. (laughs) You try to quit. Um, So because of that, I went to uh, the Colorado Krug, uh, which was a lot of fun. That was uh, an an infinity tournament in Colorado that's uh, held every year um, in Denver. And I used to go to that all the time, and it's been a couple of years since I've been to that, since I stopped playing Infinity. Um, now that I'm back playing, it was a lot of fun to go back and see everybody that I haven't seen in years and meet some new people and play a lot of games. Yeah, because Rumble on 66 no longer happens. No, right. that is a, that is, uh, that is a canceled event.
0: It's yes.
1: no, longer, no longer happening. That uses a name that is in no way trademarked or copyright
0: protected in any form, according to the Library of Congress. Yes. <laughs>
1: don't don't tell other people that. <laughs> Between you and me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, the week after, uh, literally the weekend after the Krug, uh, I flew out to meet you at Nova Open. And that was literally the week apart. And that was a lot of fun. I played an Infinity tournament there. <laughs> Literally two <laughs> you two day tournaments within a week span. That was a lot of Infinity. Um and I got COVID from that. So that was uh less fun after that. But that was a that was a good long week of uh gaming. So for fortunately due
0: to the uh when you caught it in the maturation time, dodge that Bullets. It's giving you a ride to the airport and everywhere yeah i don't i honestly i don't must know have been like the last or it. It must sean. Have, probably in that air yeah must you must have gotten on the plane or something something think, yeah.
1: yeah the fact that you or sean didn't get it at all and we were hanging out eating dinner together i was giving you rides around yeah, yeah. we were constantly hanging out yeah um So then the last thing that I did of the year, traveling-wise, was go to the Arizona Armageddon, which is in Phoenix, Arizona, which is another two-day, five-round infinity tournament. Um, Went up there with a couple friends. That was a lot of fun. Um, There was a lot of people there. It was a lot of fun seeing a lot of people that I hadn't seen before, a a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. Um, and we got to talking, they could, they convinced me, I played somebody that was running a tournament in Las Vegas, Now I was already thinking about going to LVO, because I heard there was an Infinity Tournament there, and turns out, that was the tournament that he was running, but, they are not part of LVO, even though it is the same weekend as LVO. So, um, they convinced me to go to that, so that is the, the next thing I'm doing. So that is what I did last year, and that'll uh, move me into this year.
0: Yeah, so you going to Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, those are basically all the people that would normally have come here yes. to 66 just doing their own tournaments.
1: Yes. Well, the, actually, those are the, all those tournaments went on during like during the yeah. same time okay. as Route 66 okay. was going on. Route 66 was just the biggest in the world. Okay. For some reason, it was... Just became the place to go. Okay.
0: Uh, now, the LVO one, that's interesting of where you squeeze a community out just because of the hoops of being part of that convention there. Yes. It, it actually makes me think of the uh, 96 Olympics when Nike didn't buy any product placement with the International Olympic Committee. Yeah, But they bought every billboard and ad space around the Olympic Village and <laughs> yep. put the Nike logo on there. <laughs> so they paid like a quarter of the price and got like – everyone thought, oh, Nike's sponsoring the Olympics. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, it would be better if it was like – if that tournament was like across the street from LVO. I mean, there's nothing across the
1: street, street. from the Rio, so – Oh, yeah. The Rio is just out there. It is. Uh, it's, I mean, it's
0: it's next to the Strip. Okay, get, so the last time I was drove by the Rio, and this was a long time ago, because the Rio actually has like a very good convention space. If you wanted to do it does, large yes. conventions, the Rio is there. And it has like a great golf course out there. So a lot of the people I was hanging out with, they like to play golf. So the Rio was like the Air Force's go-to like convention. If they wanted Fair, to add something yeah. out west, it was like, oh, well, they got great golf courses. So like the first and last day was always like... Oh, and there's a golf outing. So we'll <laughs> of course, days. yeah. But when like you take the strip and you turn off and head west, it's like okay, let's go under this underpass where people
1: are living, and, like, it's like <laughs> it doesn't get pretty before you hit those Rio grounds. Well, they again. moved them. They they moved everybody elsewhere. Um, but now it looks like the Rio is where everybody sleeps. Okay. It is. <laughs> It has become very decrepit in the recent years. Um, They just started renovating it um, because it just uh, was bought under new uh, ownership. Okay. So they just started renovating it. We'll see. uh, Things aren't supposed to – new stuff isn't supposed to start opening until this month, January. Um, So we'll see how well the uh, LVO is. Because they shut down a lot of their, they shut down their buffet um, and some of the restaurants because they're making a new uh, food court, uh, food hall. Sorry. Food halls, It's not yeah, a court. No food there's court. There's no anymore, food courts yeah. anymore. That's food halls. Um, that's, the, that's the new big thing in everywhere, especially Vegas. But uh, they're renovating the rooms, but they haven't started on those yet. The first thing they're doing is the food hall, and that's not supposed to open until late, uh, late January. So that, that'll be in time for, because LVO is February, we'll right? We'll see. No, LVO okay. is January. Why do I always think it's like the first week in February? So today is the 7th, it's in two weeks. Man, that, that
0: one slipped by me. Well, you know, like uh, Enemy Spotted Studios, they do Kill Wager and In Country. Yeah. They just started advertising that, you know, they were going to be at LVO.
1: So it's like, I, if LVO completely went... Under my yeah, L- I mean, so LVO starts uh, advertising and ticketing in, I want to say like August, no, like S- September, September, October. Um, but like, yeah, that's when I, st- I well, that's when I was going to buy my tickets, but I still haven't bought my tickets because obviously my, my tournament's not part of LVO. I don't wow. need an LVO ticket.
0: I guess I don't really pay attention to LVO because I never go. I know it's close, yeah. Um, but I don't know; it just seems out of the way. Because um, I always try to lump the conventions in with like work trips. Yes. So I did Nova again um, last year. So we went together, mm-hmm. and it was a good time. Uh, the problem is, since I do my work trips and they finance it, new work rule is we're not going to pay for you to sit around your hotel not working on weekends. So it's like, that was a little much of like, I had to work like, the entire trip.
1: Yeah, and, you didn't so, get
0: a chance to actually like... So it's like, I've got to go work, come back down, it's like, okay, now I can play this game. So it's like, that was, that was a bit much. Um, and I normally paint when I travel, so I'm way behind on my like, yeah, painting. Yeah, because you you actually had to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I think on this one, I'll probably did Nova open? Like, I'll probably do it again just because I can get away with it. Now we've talked about Adepticon, and I know uh, Black Powder Red Earth—they're going out to Adepticon to finance to show off like their third installment. Yeah, uh, the Spearhead um, for the first edition of their game—that's what they're calling it. It's like the game is complete with this third installment. Okay, I'm fine with that, and they call it the first edition. So maybe we'll get a second edition sometime around. I was like, could I make it to Adepticon? I could probably schedule something out there, but I don't know if I can make it the whole, the whole time weekend. out there. But you're going anyways. So I, can I just am give going, you, yes. I'll just give you money. You can bring me back stuff. Exactly. Are yep. you flying or are you driving out? Oh, I will definitely be flying. <sighs> That'd be tough as I some of the boxes. Because remember what happened last? Didn't Adepticon, like when you bought like some of those packages, like the giveaways, those were like... Well, I brought an
1: entire separate suitcase just oh, okay, to just hold everything. The, okay. And just, it, it was full. It was packed. Because they were giving away kill team boxes. Oh, okay. I did not get the big big okay. bag. I was, I would. So they raised their prices a little bit from last year, from what I saw. Um, it was $55 for the basic entry. It was 125 for the small bag. And I think it was 250 for the big bag. I don't know, I didn't see the actual price of the big bag because it yeah. sold out before I even locked in. Oh gee. Um, but I mean there I I had to sell most of that stuff. I would rather take that money that I would have spent on that and go to the vendor hall and buy more stuff and have more space for stuff that I actually want instead of, you know, a god tier box, a a a kill team box that's just gonna just sit there. Um
0: well, that was a valuable Kill
1: Team box. It was a, it was was a thing, valuable Kill Team box. You could no
0: longer get that box, and they were yes. just handing them out. Yes, they were. So, like, when you called and said, hey, I'd like some more, what was it, like, Into the Dark? Yeah. I would like some more Into the Dark. No. Yeah. We're all out. No, actually, you have a bunch of them you that a you're going to You're give just away. giving them away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I decided that I'm just going to get the basic entry, and I'm going to spend uh, more time gaming and, you know... Uh, and I'll spend the uh, the money that I would have spent on the bag. Spend it in the vendor hall. Okay, what games are you thinking about playing? Same? So I signed up for three separate games. Um, so the two people that I'll be bunking with, uh, wanted to wanted me to join a their tournaments. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Um, because you know, you're you're you're. They're the reasons that I'm going is because they offered me a free room. And okay. so I was like, that's I can't I can't pass that up. That's a really really good deal. Um so Thursday I will be doing uh the Blood Bowl Sevens League. Um and then Friday I will be doing uh Middle Earth strategy battle games, uh dual uh partners. So we'll be doing uh duos. Um, that'll be the full game, not just the the squad, squad based. Okay. Um and I'll be doing that with my friend. And then Saturday, Sunday is gonna be the, the five five round infinity tournament. <laughs> <laughs> now you were explaining the infinity tournament, that's multiple days, right? Uh it, so there's actually like five or six uh different infinity oh, uh things going on at Adepticon. Um, this is the big one. That's the main event. Is the the five round multiple day, uh, two day event. Uh, most out of state tournaments like uh, are two day five round tournaments um, because that's the max. That's the max rounds, um, and uh, that's usually what we do in a weekend. Is we just go out for a weekend and play five rounds. Um, so that's that's the big one. But there was there was a. Full three round tournament on Wednesday or on uh, on Friday, and then there was a three round tournament held between one round on Thursday, one round on Friday, and one round on Saturday. So you could do three full tournaments that weekend, that entire weekend, uh, between th- four uh, between the entire uh, convention. <laughs> you could just fill. Feel- how many games do you play? I play sixteen games a year. All on you could, do it. You could do it all in all in one week. <laughs> this is all my infinity today. <laughs> I was I was thinking about it. I was like I was looking at my schedule and I was like, I could fit in the three day one round tournament where you do one round each day. But then I would be playing from like because it would be I'd do the first round on Thursday, which would be two hours after doing Blood Bowl. And then second round on Friday, which is, like, three hours after Mezbag. And then the four, the third round on Saturday, which is, like, uh, two hours after the other Infinity, three rounds of Infinity. And I'm just like, that is, that leaves me no time to go shopping. And that's the main thing about Adepticon, is I'm going to go shopping. <laughs> well, that, that is always the complaint about the conventions, because I guess...
0: I guess the UK convention scene is more about the shopping, and they'll like clubs will put on shows of like, "Hey, here's a game yes. and a table we made." The US is more about playing
1: and shopping. There, I mean, um, if you go to LVO or Nova, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of vendors. You know, the
0: still spent a lot of money there at those couple. <laughs>
1: I you, didn't see. No, I I did. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, I think that that there, one, was, there, that's there my was one vendor I just spent spend a lot of money at. The,
0: well, that was my one convention for the year, so. That's fair, I'll, yeah. I'll probably go to Nova Open again. What are your thoughts about going to Nova Open again?
1: Pro, since I'm going to LVO already, I'm probably not going to make it out to Nova Open. Okay. It was just it's a little far. Um, you didn't and, like transferring in? Atlanta to fly up? Yeah, yeah. I mean. But uh, it's, you know, things are changing here, so I just don't know if I'll be able to go at Okay. All. The only reason I'm able to go to Nova and Adepticon uh, is that they're, just, they're early enough in the year that I could safely plan for them right now. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty much our convention
0: schedule right now. Could I go to Historicon now that I know... To pay attention that the vendor hall closes at 6. <laughs> <laughs> very early, <laughs> yes. So, like maybe I could probably schedule some more trips around that. Yeah, just so uh, get uh, some more War of Oz. Yeah, but still they're they're introducing <laughs> little um, mice with like Napoleonic uniforms. No, oh, that's as great. An army. That'll compliment the uh, toy soldiers yes. and bears in Napoleon's uniforms. <laughs> They're toys. They're toys that are fighting.
1: As toys should. Yeah, <laughs> That's what they were made for, right? All right.
0: But let's talk about, I think, when I was going over the last one, what did you
1: plan to get done? Because Infinity wasn't on. Infinity wasn't on there. Um so if I'm remembering correctly, uh, it was play middle earth strategy battle games, Done. which I did. I did multiple times. I so I actually went to the went to Adepticon to play that, which was a lot of fun. And then after that, uh, we did an entire league. Uh, so we did a full a full map campaign for the uh, Middle-earth Strategy Battle Games. Um and that was that was a lot of fun. So I definitely checked that one off the list, not only just once, but twice, which is a lot. And then I probably said something about getting something painted, which d- definitely did not happen. Um anytime I say I get, I'm going to get something painted, that's <laughs> that's that's a lie. That's that's going to be a lie. <laughs> So I know for mine, it was
0: I said Necromunda, ultra modern, outside game is going to be Silver Bayonet. So actually going back, I was actually surprised that you know played some Necromunda, not as much as I intended to, but I did, painted some figures, um, pretty much not after
1: I moved. So I had to move in the well. Middle it's of funny the year. you mentioned that. Because Oh yeah, literally no. <laughs> in the in the the episode of last year, you stated that you were trying to get your wife to uh convince her to move out by me. Yes. Did that happen? Yes. <laughs> well anyone who's listening
0: last year. Yeah, we're now well so you live in the Wells Park neighborhood. I'm here yes. downtown. Yes. And what I love about neighborhood is just uh the structural inequality. Uh so, my streets actually shut down for Halloween. Yes. So, all these people from other neighborhoods that don't really, aren't hardcore into Halloween will come to our neighborhood. Yes. And shop for candy. And it's a... Uh, yeah. Do you know where they park? In your neighborhood. Yeah. In front of my house. So, here, here's the thing. Seven, so, Forrester and 8th Street get all the accolades for being this go-to place. So I actually showed up to the planning meeting. Where do people um, plan to park? Your neighborhood across the street. Who pays for some of the candy for some of the neighbors that can't afford to hand out 2,500 pieces of candy? So anyone who's listening, I bought – my wife had me take some of it back. But I think in the end I kept around 120 pounds of candy. Mm -hmm. And I gave it out because I didn't even measure in pieces. measured in pounds. So I bought um, a quarter of a pallet of candy from Costco to like bring to the house and we gave it all away. Yeah. Oh yeah. And because they said, you know, Forrester gets twenty five hundred people. If just people based on how many pieces of candy I gave out last year. Yeah. And my street a little bit less, not as uh popular as Forrester, but they expect around twelve to fifteen hundred people to walk by.
1: Oh yeah. Easily and you
0: just stood by the sidewalk as kids in like conveyor belt and just throwing candy in there. But when you go to the planning meeting, some of the neighbors can't afford to give out that much candy. So the block captain um, gets donations from the Downtown Neighborhood Association to hand out candy that the neighbors can't afford it. Yeah. And the Wells Park Neighborhood Association also donates to the Downtown Neighborhood so-, so let me get this straight. See, we get the accolades, but you guys help pay for it, and you host the cars, but no one cares about Wells Park. No, nobody and, cares. And sometimes I think... Does capitalism and democracy work? In instances like that, I know it does. Yeah, because it benefits you. You are correct. I know correct. The system It works working. for you. <laughs> if you ever complain about a system, it's because it's not working for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. You don't get to think about the backside where, where us plebes are hanging out, dealing with your garbage. I
0: was out there like, um, the block captains out there are like, oh, uh, we'll probably get around – a donation from the Wells Park Neighborhood Association. They always hold out to the last minute, but it'll be around eight hundred bucks. And like, I'm not in Wells Park. That's where I found out. I'm actually in a different neighborhood. Yeah, you're in downtown. So uh, yeah, so I'm I'm downtown there. Yeah, um,
1: my association gives you money because you're rich. Right? Well, well, we need it. Of course. <laughs> Who's going to create course. these jobs? If not us. Yeah, there's no condemned houses on your side, <laughs> side of the street. <laughs>
0: O- only when they're about to be flipped. Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> <And> right. They-
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. All right, so that was fun. But, yeah, that brings up a good point. So a lot of my progress actually stopped in June. Yep. Uh, so, like, Nova Open happened after I moved, but it was, like, the last thing I really got to do. So yeah. there was, like, almost no painting, like, no gaming after I moved. Yeah, you had and to after- everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I can't even find a lot of my stuff. It's it's still scattered over different store. No, no. <laughs> I'm still trying to like move through and consolidate it. Uh
1: so see so what you need to do is just open your own store. <laughs> or, you know, have me open a store. I keep all hey, you
0: know that I was thinking about that. Some of this terrain I could put this in a store. And it's like and when people ask, can I play with that terrain? No. No. no that's... <laughs> that's for storage. So that's Are you a double diamond elite VIP <laughs> member? <laughs> oh, sorry. Only elite members get <laughs> <interested>. to use that. <laughs> but, so, I was actually surprised how much I got done just because of progress. So, I technically clicked the boxes. Nothing silver bayonet. I didn't paint another thing
1: out of there. You know, I talked about silver bayonet. Because there's, I got, I got a couple other people into it. I think everybody's waiting for Canada to come out.
0: Yeah, that was something else from our thing of like one book a year. But it's like what Carpathians uh, came out, so Castle Fear, so mm-hmm. I got that expansion. Yeah, I know Canada and Egypt are yeah. like the next ones. So that was actually interesting. Ash Barker. So I never thought that Joseph McCullough wouldn't write every book.
1: But in like, like I mean, out of everybody. To choose, Ash Barker was definitely the best choice for Canada, because he's the biggest. I mean, he is the biggest wargaming entity uh, right now.
0: So I don't have the Canada book, but I wonder how he works in the French mine monster to, in there. For like when you cross into Quebec, the French <laughs> mines will come out. And that'll be interesting. Silent, I silent like strike. It. <laughs> you can't hear them coming up. In, on you. Invisible
1: <laughs> protection. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no, they're in a, in a force field. <laughs> Maybe they put you in a in box. So, that's a good one. Yeah, line. there you go.
0: They seal the box around you, shut the door, and throw away the key. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't do anything anymore. <laughs> uh, so, progress overall. Fine up until I moved. Yeah. Then then I think the convention after that kind of fell apart. And that's where, like, the episodes on this. So, actually, for the YouTube channel, I did, like, Leviathan. So, it's like, could I assemble, paint the Tyranids starting Friday and ending Sunday? And the Space Marines, a different weekend starting Friday, ending Sunday. And I started the videos. I haven't even finished putting together. Yeah. I could do it. But it's like, I can't ran out of time for editing all the videos and at a certain point I've got so many vehicle videos I'm behind on. They'll get up there someday. I, They'll get, need, yeah. Yeah. I I need another trip. So I actually have the time like <laughs> when I'm not working to like sit in the hotel room and like edit videos edit. and pay more mm-hmm. stuff yep. up there. So uh that that'll probably be February, March. I go have my next trip. But um knowing that that it, it wasn't actually as bad as I thought. Just not the quantity wasn't what I thought it was going to be there. So um, let's talk about going into next year. What What's your plans for next year? We talked about the conventions. Yes. But what, what games, models
1: are you thinking about? So there's a couple things that I want to do. So now that I'm like situated in Infinity, um, I'll continue playing that um, because I kind of took over as the the leader and the organizer of the local crowd. Um, I actually organized over almost ten uh, tournaments last year, so pretty decent. Um,
0: Was that approved? I have to talk to some people whether you should be handling Infinity or not. Well, <laughs> you know what people don't know won't hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> The collegiate Infinity has to meet and vote on yes. whether Brian can be involved in
1: Infinity anymore. <laughs> and every single one of those people that voted do not play Infinity, Infinity. anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll keep doing Infinity just because the, the community is... I like the community and, you know, it's nice being back. Um, but there was a book that was supposed to come out in December last month... Um, uh, Mike Hutchinson's Hobgoblin, yeah, um, got we delayed a little on bit. That. Yeah, um, so I hope I'm hoping to see that soon. I have an entire army. I want to get that painted, um, which you know I just said that if I say I'm going to get anything painted, it's going to be a lie. Um, so I'm going I'm to try <laughs> because it's all skeletons. Uh, I just want to do a basic basic skeleton scheme, which is easy. And then also I want to. Uh, possibly get a game in of Old World. Yeah. I don't have an army for but, uh, it because I have the vampire counts, and the vampire counts aren't in the Old World. But they should be. They so, should I don't know if be. they're on the release deck. They're not.
0: Yeah, but they should be because they're in the lore of that time period. Yes. There is a vampire uh, kingdom in there. So they should come out eventually. Rules wise, rules wise, yeah. Um, But because I know old world, they're leaving off with Bretonians and Tomb Kings, which kind of surprised. Yeah, I thought it'd be something more like Bretonians and orcs.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the Tomb Kings returning is pretty nice. Those are some cool miniatures. The Necro Sphinx is super cool. Um, I kind of wanted to get a box of that. I still might because I like I like undead things when it comes to fantasy. I, I mean, for AOS, I played, uh, the vampires, which were the skeletons, which were the ghosts. That, yeah. Um, and then you know, for Hobgoblin, I have a bunch of skeletons, and then, uh, for Old World, I want to play vampires. I, I want the undead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping to play some of that. Um, I do want to play Silver Bayonet at some point. point yeah. Um, but also, I have a bunch of uh, feudal Japanese miniatures that I want to play. My friend just posted that he got Hamatsu from Blackside Studios. Yeah, the post-apocalyptic medieval. No, no, no. Hamatsu is the feudal Japan uh, Japanese oni hunting.
0: Oni
1: hunt. Yeah, the hunting demons. <laughs> I mean, they have a lot of different ones. <laughs> you're not big you're into. Th-
0: you're not big into anime, so I can't make any. Uh... Any comments
1: about... No. About. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. You're I, thinking if, of... Are you... Yeah, demon, Siga? Demon, demon Slayer. Oh, well, yeah. yeah
0: I can't demon run Slam. around screaming nope. uh, Nezuko. It's like, it would not mean when, nothing to you. It would, it would mean nothing TV, to me. Yes. Keeping a little demon in a box on your back and walking around fighting other demons, that'd be meaningless to you. It would be.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to get Test of Honor, and uh, I just want to play with those miniatures...
0: Yeah, well, once you get the Japanese miniatures, then there's a whole bunch of games that you could. There's into, a whole you know? bunch. Yeah. yeah, there's an Osprey game. There's. Did you? You didn't look. You probably didn't look at Warlord Games because they're Warlords of Erewhon. They started. They're starting to liquidate their um, their Japanese miniatures for Warlords of Erewhon. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, are they redoing them, or are they just? I don't know. I don't know if they're close because you can tell Warlords going through some. Rethinking of like what miniature Which, lines. I mean, they should. I think taking on the Street Fighter miniature line might have been a bridge too far. That's like, yeah, you're, you're kind of chasing illusions at that
1: point. Like World War II is where you make your money. That is that it, is definitely where they make their money. And Judge Dread did really well. I am just so surprised by that. It's a cool world. ABC, it is a super cool world.
0: ABC Warriors. Strontium Dogs, Judge Dredd, they're doing that whole comic book universe. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think profit-wise, it's that whole Judge Dredd comic book universe and World War II. Yeah. Because uh, they're closing out Z Mythic Americas. Oh, really? Which, yeah, they're, like, liquidating it. Um, which, for me, was weird because when I talked to um John, like, their uh, U.S. rep mm-hmm. was in Oklahoma, like, Mythic Americas was just supposed to be the... St- Start of like this idea of like they're gonna do Mythic Americas, Mythic Asia, Mythic Africa, Mythic Europe. So it's yeah. gonna be Warlords of erewhon but actually taking creatures from the local mythos. So yeah, have idiot- which would have been really cool. But like when I when I go on there and see you liquidating like fifty percent off it, Mythic Americas it's like yeah uh, that's not a good sign. Um now is it a good time to buy a bunch of like uh mythic native tribesmen? Sure, but it's like, do I need to throw that in my storage? <laughs> my
1: yeah, storage yeah. shed?
0: <laughs> but the the Japanese are up there too, so okay. they're out of ninjas last time I checked, which I was actually kind of disappointed about.
1: I mean, so I could also, like, you could use them in uh, Pike and Shot. That's right, because yep. we got the. <laughs> You got the Pike and Shot <laughs> Epic. I got and the so Epic bought... and the, the 28 millimeter. Oh, jeez. I, ha- I got both.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I always forget that they have Japanese. Well, I got, got the 28
1: millimeter rule book. Okay. Because I have the by. Japanese. Okay.
0: Uh, so I got the Pike and Shot, but I, you were right. And I was like, what are you going to do with this? And it's like, well, Japanese are in Pike and Shot. And it's like, I always forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably because they don't have a Tom Cruise character. Yes, that's what I need. I know to it's do, outside the realm of
1: and Shot, <laughs> but I mean, that's what I need to do is I just need to get a Tom Cruise uh, samurai character <laughs> and, <laughs> and have him run around with all the <laughs> with all the feudal Japanese yeah. characters. That'll really jump it up another like three hundred years, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> all right, so Japanese Test of Honor. Anything after that? Um how are you still on Necromunda? Yeah, I wanna play it. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind playing it. So I think I got more we, miniatures for it, so so what we did is I painted up my Vansar. You were playing Vansar. Yep. I painted my Vansar up in this red color scheme. Yep. And I wanted to do the box art. So we traded you had an unopened box of Vansar. So you did my painted Vansar. So, um you have the painted models. So you kind of don't really need to
1: no i also you also yeah. painted my nomads so yeah so you Nashways got two nomads. yeah well that was for the video
0: so I wanted to yeah go. you're right but
1: yeah. uh, i got them so i don't have to paint them
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because started building a necromunda community then i moved yeah and uh i think the problem is when i try to set up games around here i only know like like seven day notice the weekend before I know if I have the next weekend free, yeah, but people I find in this area schedule their games two to three weeks out
1: it's it's weird so or like, or the day before yes the, or the day before
0: i so it's like it's like, hey, I want to lock someone in, let me schedule three weeks out, so we all have the time free, yeah I'm scheduling a week out, then it's like if that falls through it's like. I'm ready for a game right now. It's like, well, I've already made plans because no one made plans seven days ago when I had, like, that planning window open. So it's like, okay. But I know – I I have noticed Ed has restarted his Star Wars uh, X-Wing community. Yes, yes. Well, but, uh, because
1: – so the other, the other big name in that community moved to Arizona. So now it's just Ed – uh, Ed and Oscar are really like the forerunners in that community right now. So, yeah, I
0: keep on trying to get Ed back on because X Wing has just moved on so far from last time I played. It has. And I still have the models, so it's like, should I get back into it? Because Ed's organizing it, so if I want to do something,
1: it, you know, it looks like a really good game, and I feel like uh, Atomic Mask Games is actually doing it well. Um, you know, some people will disagree with me, but I, I think they're doing better with the games that were handed down to, to them than they are with the games that they make.
0: Yeah. Well, I know Ed, so we started off like MCP, Marvel Crisis Protocol, painted up some of the initial ones and then just fell off
1: from there. Yeah. Because...
0: I mean I sold all my
1: stuff. You did? I did. Yeah. I'm I'm I think I'm done with proprietary miniatures. I might i I might go back I might go play Legion because those are more usable in multiple things because they're twenty eight millimeter.
0: Yeah. It's, well how how many people are playing Xenos Rampant or even the ultra modern games and just saying, Yeah, I'm gonna use in country or black powder red earth, but instead of having like these modern I'm gonna use Rebels and
1: Well that's Star the thing, Wars. like I now have a group of people that if I want to play a game, a miniatures agnostic game, they'll be like, yeah, let's play that. I have miniatures for that. Because they're jumping from miniatures agnostic game to miniatures agnostic game. Because they, they just want rule books to go with all the miniatures that they want. They like cool miniatures. And so, you know, you have a group that does that and you could play any game at any point. But then you start playing like, MCP and then you have to get people that actually have MCP miniatures or you have to be, you know, you have to have a whole bunch of MCP stuff. And so it gets to the point where it's just like nobody's playing this, so now it's just a dead game to me. I don't want to push it because yeah. I'm I'm pushing I'm already pushing five other games. And this is just a game that I like and I don't want to push it because I'm already pushing too many games.
0: You know, I I would actually be far more interested to start off this conversation are you interested in ro- weird world war one still yes okay because that makes me think of weird world war two so if you had a marvel property that you wanted to run into a game i would actually be more interested in the captain america versus red skull during world war two
1: you know actually that would be that would be pretty cool because there they, wasn't a lot of superheroes at that point yeah it was it was just it was him and like a couple others that were kind of yeah, the here,
0: Yeah, because the Super Soldier program at that point was just Captain America. If you do like the movie
1: universe. Uh you could, if you wanted to bring in like Thor, because he was obviously around at that time. If you wanted to. If you okay, so if, if you, you just did to.
0: the movies, you could have Yes, if you just did the movies. You could do Red Skull's faction and then Captain
1: America. You could also have uh uh Wolverine because he was around that time as well. Yeah. He was he yeah. was he fought in World War Two. So, I thought, but if I did that, like
0: I would see that more of like that'd be something for Warlord.
1: You already that would, got World War Two? That and would you know be it, really cool. Make
0: three miniatures and a rule book, and you could do World War Two. Yeah, well, the and then you universe.
1: introduce like some like uh, because then you have uh, the Hydra sect of yeah uh, of uh, the Nazis. Yeah, and it's just like you know they have. Uh, better technology. They have, uh, like, laser cannons. Well, they're only doing
0: Conflict 47, so you just take Conflict yeah, 47 go. and say, here's your special model, ca- Captain United States, and, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what would you call them? Uh Rouge skull? And yeah. Like. <laughs> 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 you just make those as special characters in um, Conflict 47, and you're, like, you're yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, that'd be perfect. So, uh... I, I have to, since last time we talked, we were talking about um, Forbidden Psalm Last War. Yes. Which was the World War I. The number of World War I weird war games has exploded yeah, since world, then. I, I've noticed that there's a trend. like Trends last five years. Yep. So it's like, we saw like Battletech reignited the 6mm. And Nova Open, I spent most of my money just buying
1: different 6 I mean, Adepticon. There was games. you could have an entire there was an entire row where it was just like, oh, mech game, mech game, mech game, mech game, mech game. Yeah. And it was just like one after another, all these different mech yeah. games, ranging from like ones that have been around for a long time, like uh Metal Gear Blitz, um, all the way to like ones that are just like, Hey, we're brand new. We're co- this is our debut. And it's just like, wow, this is like Wild because yeah. all because Catalyst brought finally brought back their, their yeah. their game, because there there was a slow creep into it because I remember was it 2014 or 2015
0: Osprey Games did a hardback book called Horizon Wars yes and that author has kept that game going so last week his latest version of the rules Horizon Wars Midnight Dark came out and it's like well I can just throw that on the pile another rules agnostic miniature game but like. That and weird World War One and regular World War One, last two years going into this year, the steam's not going out of that. Those communities are just getting bigger. Yeah. Um, and that's where I was getting to World War Two and Captain America, but uh, a war transformed. Um, just think that would not be possible without like uh, War Games Atlantic and their plastic box sets yeah. of British. World War One Infantry, which hasn't shown up yet. That's a separate no, issue. You're right. I need French and World War 2 they're coming out with Russians soon. But you could see people going on there taking the other uh, War Games Atlantic since they have so many spare bits and, like, making, like, the magical nonsense to, like, put on, like, the real world, like, sculpts there. So, like, making, like, little wizards and everything for yeah. the games. So blending, like, Frostgrave into, like, World War I, Um It's like... That's actually viable, so you could buy one, sense of, one set of miniatures, and there's not just Forbidden Somme anymore, there's uh, A War Transformed, um, there's a couple others out there I can't think of right now, but it's like, what was once niche is actually like, oh yeah, this one army actually translates to five other games now. Yeah. And it's like, I did not see that coming, I thought, okay, well this will be popular, but not super popular, and this But is it, it became
1: super, super yeah. popular. Yeah.
0: Looking at that, it's like I still have some of the Scouts Out models. Um, I've got those, and those are like fancier. We talked about that last time. So those actually showed up, which is a story I'll share another time. But um, I'm looking forward to it because I was asking about Necromunda because I'm keeping going with that. And we're recording this after the latest release, Necromunda Apocrypha. Yeah. Came out. So it's outside their like ash wastes storyline. So they spent like from twenty seventeen till last year was all about the underhive. Now it's the ash wastes. And it looks like that's gonna be a couple year cycle putting out books, but Apocrypha was just like random, like, hey, here's some extra stuff. Yeah. So I thought it was gonna be repackaged like white dwarf articles. Not at all. They have like a new um oh, was it uprising? Like they're the one box they did with Palanite Enforcers and the um, uh, cults there. They redid the rule campaign and put it in that book. Um, the Delac Vehicle Rules are in that book. Okay. Which makes me wonder because I thought Dalak Vehicles were going to come out next um, release. The little compendium, like Cinder so yeah, Dark yeah. Burning. I thought that was going to be the next one because they do like a faction gets vehicle rules every book. No, I guess Delac, it's, it's like in that book.
1: Huh, weird. Yeah,
0: huh. so I guess they're not going to get a special vehicle. Or well, yeah. maybe that was just uh, maybe unusual. Maybe they will. But some of their uh, brutes in there, that's what I was excited about. So an uh, uh, what do they call it? The a code, of... Yeah, the code-corrupted um, ambot. Yeah. What's helpful is like, they have all these different brutes on there, and they actually tell you how they made them. So it's like an ambot. With a variety of chaos bits on it. Okay. <laughs> and they have like some sump qua- crawler that's actually... Um, they said, all right, this is a body of this one creature with a head from this... So an old world set body with a AOS head pasted on top of it or reverse, okay. reverse of that. Uh, I'm oh, body okay,
1: yeah. with
0: one of the uh, dark elf um, dragon heads. Yeah, on top all of it. right. So it's like, okay, that's... That's one way to make a hundred sixty dollar model. Yeah,
1: <laughs> cheap and easy. See, see, if you
0: happen to play these two unrelated armies, you could easily put this together by destroying two other models. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's easy. Like, Just spend money. I, you know what? It's like when I saw that brute section. It's like, you know what? That's cool. I can, I can do that. So I'm still happy with uh, Necromunda. Um, the ultra moderns, like once you paint. That up. It's like uh Black Studios coming out with breachers.
1: Yeah. I know they got
0: their own models for that, but it's like
1: it's the same thing. Who who do I, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I've already got <laughs> and see that's uh, like I have and there's there's a certain section of infinity miniatures that fits that yeah, like, yeah. really perfectly between like some of the mercenaries and so, like some of the like Ariadna units. Like you you get those and you're just like you're you're set for ultra modern because they're yeah. pretty much that's they're just dudes in suits with masks and guns. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what you need.
0: <laughs> but that. So I was looking at Modiphius, and they have on pre-order um, County Road Z, the mm-hmm. zombie game, interviewed the creator of that game. They're doing pre-orders on that and Battlespace, a game that they said they were going to release for like three years.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but it's like, I already have those. I can pre-order those. Now, now that they're being sold through Modiphius, Way more expensive. <laughs> Way more expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's going to
1: be better quality. The quality yeah. will go up. Um, that is one thing about Modiphius is that their quality uh, is amazing. It's they distributors don't like to carry them after main release. They don't like to restock. So it's like they they're the ones that have uh, uh, five parsecs and five leagues, mm-hmm. um, which are really cool uh solo uh miniature games um but like i can't get them um because the distributors just don't you have to go direct with them and it's kind of hard to get direct with them um because they don't really communicate but the books are quality um because they also they it's the only they also have uh uh joseph Makulo's uh solo Miniature game. Oh, Rangers of Shadow. Rangers of Shadow Deep. Well, they're doing all four of those games are up for pre-order
0: in a hardback version.
1: Yeah. So. And I got the del- so I got the deluxe version of Rangers of Shadow Deep, and it's amazing. It is a r- really cool cover. It is a really cool, nice faux leather cover. Really nice binding. It is. It is a great book. Absolutely amazing book. And before that, you could only get it print on demand. So I mean, it is more expensive but you're definitely getting your money's worth. Yeah. uh,
0: That would just be adding books on there. Now, would I ever play these games in reality? That's always... So since I had to move, and I'm constantly moving my stuff around through different storage sheds, because 10 by 10 seems to be the largest climate-controlled unit you can get in Albuquerque, um, or any of the surrounding areas, it's like a move box back and forth. And I know the last time we did this is a lot of times you buy models knowing that you're never going to get these models again. So it's like, this is your chance. If you want this model, this box set, this is it. I mean, maybe 20 years from now, Games Workshop will... Maybe. Break the molds out again. Maybe. And do a... Uh, yeah. Print a, on demand. Yeah. Do their cast on demand thing. Um, like they've, They're doing that just constantly now. I guess maybe... My thought is maybe they're moving the molds
1: from a warehouse and as they they uncase them. Like, hey, you know, we can make these again. (laughs) What was the one they just did? It was uh, the box set. Um, Yes.
0: And people were, I remember talking about that. That was the Tyranids versus Ultramarines with the Imperial pilot model, which could only be gotten
1: in that box set with the Aquila shuttle and those were the only things that people wanted was the 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 crashed the crash ship and the shuttle and the 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 pilot because yes. everything else has been updated yeah i saw
0: that and said if you were just shell- selling like the guy cuz i have him yeah but if i wanted another one yeah sure i might want to yeah. like do something to him
1: i mean it's him. really cool nostalgia bait that's that's pretty much all it was it's just like do yeah. you want some nostalgia do you remember this coming out? Are you this old? <laughs> well,
0: it's the models technically are still good because it's the old turret installed. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's, I mean, the, the miniatures are still good. And they're tack marines, which GW said you could substitute in. You can use as. Which makes, like, okay, this makes the sale a lot more sense. Like, yep. well, I can technically. Yeah, I can use them as Primaris. In. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should think of it more. Tac Marines and Primaris Marines now have the same um, attributes. Yes. They find they just merged the two. Now, what model you want to use? All that—that's your business. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, fine. That's what we're going to go with. Well, that's kind of like Age of Sigmar. First edition was like square bases, round bases. <laughs> just play the whatever game. Whatever you want. Like third edition. Here's your bases.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Base oh, you item. want square bases? Well, just wait. We're <laughs> releasing the game for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But, you know, I'm I'm also on the uh, Warhammer Old World view. Should I try that out? I I struggle with that because they changed the base sizes. They did? They upped, Yeah. Yeah, because there are plenty of miniature agnostic rank and flank games now. Uh, Forgotten World, um, Joseph McCullough's games, Hobgoblin. Okay, Square Bases. Games Workshop's back in the Square Bases. Did you have to make a different base size? Which now means, well, I can use a movement tray and just put these bigger bases and I'll just have fewer models. I'll take the guy at the end off. Yeah. But, you know, some of the rules rely on, like, the models are the count. Like, as you remove them. Can't all be kings of war where, like, everyone stays and, like, yes. the force breaks. So it's like, okay, the Bretonians look good. Tomb Kings... From you were telling me, those are just the old tomb kings. They are. They,
1: they are exactly the old oh. tomb kings, and also are the most popular right now. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> has ordered the Britonians. I ordered the Britonians.
0: You did order the Britonians, and I will sell many of them. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> <laughs> someone out there wants Britonians. Someone. Yeah. Well, tomb kings. That's that niche. Never respect. Isn't that always the way? Is like the least respected line has like the hardest core. Yes. Like far 100%. Followers. Yes. But that market has a saturation point once yes. all those guys buy it. That's it. That's it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh kind of like because the Bretonians can be used in a lot of different But that's why I
0: bought so many Bretonians. Yep. Is um I actually looked at those guys and uh back in the uh, back in the TSR Ral Partha days of AD&D there was that game battle system. Mm-hmm. Um on square bases They were 15 millimeters, but they said, you know, change the scales, just change the measurements. But when you're trying to find guys that fit, like, the Forgotten Realms army ethos, yeah, Raoul partly kind of cheated and took historical models and just kind of swapped the shields around and, like, tweaked them a little bit. But It's like, the old world actually really fits a lot of the Forgotten Realms design aesthetic and, like, the dwarves and some of the, especially the Bretonian armies fit. So it's like, well, shoot, I'm just... Yeah. They're square base guys. i will take or them something. Lion Rampant? Yeah, Lion Rampant. Dumb. Dragon Rampant? I'm Dragon sure that, rampant? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm sure that's got to be
1: upgraded at some point. Yeah. But, you know... It has to be. I mean, they already upgraded Lion ra- uh, Rampant, which yeah. was considerably less popular.
0: Than Dragon Rampant? Yeah. I think it's just the historical wargaming community for Middle Ages and Crusades, were, which we're not exposed to, Lion Rampant is huge. It is, yes. Um, you also bought the Hail Caesar book. Yes. Yes edition, I did. Yes which I, I did. I also have.
1: <laughs> so we'll discuss if we get in actually pull the Oh I bought I bought way too many rule books recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um because I also bought uh Mantix forty K knockoff oh, rule one book? Page. No, then, not Firefight. Firefight, yeah, yeah. I bought the Firefight rule book for that. Um, I got the Pike and Shot Epic book. Um, I got another, uh, uh, Age of Romans blue book. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it was, it's an Osprey blue book. Oh, um, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, I have, a uh, Definitely gotten a lot of uh, oh the doomed. That's another one that I w- wouldn't mind playing this year. So we talked about doomed, and I read the rulebook. It's actually
0: very short on rules. It's I know very of, very short on yeah, rules. Yeah, most of it is building your guys, and it's like, well, th- this is Necromunda now. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a
1: lot of games out like that. Yeah. Necromunda has definitely started a full thing about that. So
0: I know comp- people complain about doomed about like the no movement on there, but if you actually read the rules the terrain is done in such a way that it's like almost like 80% of the board has to have some form of terrain on there. Yes. And so the idea is like, well, could you run seven inches if you're running from behind one tree to behind another tree? Sure. And the book says that if you don't like this, just do six inches. Six-inch move. Okay, fine. But I think when you complain about like the no movement, what the guy was going for, he's like, well, you should never be able to run more than six inches without hitting another piece yeah. Of obscuring terrain, I think people neglected the board setup when they read that rules. So I, I think that actually hurt, probably hurt the game in its adoption.
1: Probably, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the people that I know that are playing it love it. So yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think, as we tell
0: more future lies. Like yes. future yeah. Yeah, like, because something's gonna
1: come out and we're like, oh, oh yeah. hey. Yeah. Black Side Studio is gonna come out with something that's gonna Yeah. I mean they still ha have, we haven't gotten their uh, endless uh mobile yeah. arms. Yeah. yeah. That I, well I'm excited for that one. I bought
0: a lot of mobile arms. I'm still waiting for that to come out.
1: I've been collecting uh old infinity tags. Because a lot uh, of the older Infinity tags were very uh anime in inspired yeah. so they're like you know bubbly and
0: how I want to see what mobile arms is actually going to be made out of because we've discussed the infinity tags done in the ScioCast process yes um not a beginner system kind of like games workshop forge world is now expert sets yes uh yeah some of those tags you should put a little label on here you know, expert not, sets yeah expert yep. set um so I'll be interested to know what mobile arms uh what they're gonna make their mechs.
1: Yeah, because of. they're resin right now. They're they're using yeah. resin. Um so well I'll I'll be interested in see it. Yeah. If it doesn't come out before Adepticon, I'll ask them. <laughs> you stop by, same Yeah, way. because oh I'm definitely stopping by there, so <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh still have your demon Ship coffee. You, gotta, you do, yeah. Yeah. You've got to do something with like that. I'm still waiting for Aaron to print off the three D files. <laughs> it's like, in the queue. Yeah. Well I was like, did you print off the files I left on the thumb drive? Like, what are you talking about, thumb drive? Well, Brian's files are on the thumb drive. Well, I talked to Brian about what he needed. No matter how this plays out, I yet see no three D printed items <laughs> to reflect either course <laughs> of communication. <laughs> like <laughs> I I see no six by six inch by six inch like um Predator and aliens in style of terrain. Yeah, I, I see. <laughs> I don't see any little grot tanks. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good for Xenos Rampant. Yeah, your your brutal tanks. Yeah, oh yeah, grots in them. That's or, what we discussed last year. Or my grot, entire grot army. That was so. I thought I would be bigger into forty k last year, but my changing houses probably hurt that. Yeah, um, a lot. But boarding actions, they still keep doing white dwarf articles. They do? Yeah, they keep updating it, yeah. So it's like, I'm very confused about how to treat the rule books for boarding actions that came out. Yeah, are they good?
1: Are they not? Are they going to get updated? Are they... Yeah, so it's like, should
0: I go back and buy the old books that people are getting away at, like the flea markets?
1: Yeah, because they think they're not good, but are they good?
0: So it's like... Are they getting room because no one's playing boarding actions? But it's like boarding level actions was supposed to be a frozen moment in time, and that's supposed to be that one version of the new edition of Forty K. Is like there's that one play way you can play of where like it's frozen in time. Yeah. How frozen? Did these FAQs apply? Yeah. To the combat patrol level is that boarding actions? So. I'm very confused about that. Yes. And I don't have the...
1: They really released that at a weird time. Yeah, I don't have the
0: time to put in and study the problem. And pull out the books and, like, page by
1: page. Also, no 40K interest. So I could just play Xenos Rampant. Or Firefight.
0: Yeah. Or One Page Rules. But what if you want to go tournament at Combat Patrol, a boarding action? Oh, no, I'm not not going to a tournament. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part of Nova Open. After the second day of tournaments, all the people just leaving. Yeah. Like, checking out early. Like, I could see the hotel like half the guests left. I'm
1: like, Yeah, what is going on? It's like, Oh, they lost.
0: <laughs> they lost they're done. Well, even if they didn't lose and could have kept going in the tournament, it's like, Well, I'm not making winner circle. I'm not ma- I'm not making yeah, I'm top down. forty,
1: so I'm out. Like, okay. And see that's the thing about AdeptCon is there's so much going on is that, you know, you're not gonna leave just because you lost.
0: Yeah. You could go you
1: could go play test games for an entire day and barely get through half of the, the new games.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's the last thing I want to talk about. Uh Gaddis Gaming doing a Kickstarter right now. I wanna get him on here before the Kickstarter ends. Yes. But it's uh Weird War Vietnam, which yeah. Crucible Crush did a version of that. It's right. very Cthulhu based. But it's like laser tanks. And um so it's like taking historic tanks. Kind of like what he did like World War Weird World War Two. he's doing Cold War, but Weird
1: War. So all this stuff that, like...
0: Because back in the 50s, they really thought that they were going to have laser tanks. Yeah, then
1: oh yeah,
0: 100%. General Gavin convinced himself that they're going to have flying laser tanks someday. Yes. Maybe not in the 50s, but definitely the 60s. Atomic fly- Punk
1: aesthetic is very... Hey, we're going to be so far into the future in five years. Yeah. Like, everything's going to be... Crazy cool. We're going to have flying cars in 10
0: years. But, but let's think about this. He's going to provide laser tanks. What else has laser tanks? G.I. Joe. Yep. And so I will have an M1A1 with a laser turret. <laughs> and I already have all the G.I. Joe so there you go. I'm just missing Cobra his tanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I too can create non-reproducible violence. Yes. <laughs> as required. <laughs> that you know what? I just thought about that. If the rule on what's appropriate for kids is non-reproducible violence, and GI Joe, that's why they had laser guns and laser tanks. Yes. Because they didn't exist. What if they did exist? Like next year, a laser tank, get G.A. Joe off the air. It can only be yeah, shown on Cartoon Network and uh, the late night. Era, yeah, Adult so, Swim. Yeah. That, yeah, Adult Swim only because that is reproducible
1: violence now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> got all these kids going around in laser tanks <laughs> <lasers>. destroying everything. <laughs> Crazy cartoons are making them do this.
0: <laughs> all, right. all right, so we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we got to do this again. I want to, am yep. going to try to get a couple of guests on, but yeah, when you're, when we're back together again,
1: we'll see how far yes we got on this process. Well, I mean, I'll be gone to LVO, so I'll yeah, definitely we'll have get played some, yeah. i have definitely played some Infinity. I'll have some things to talk about for that. In the uh, rundown warehouse across the street from the Rio, you can be like
0: playing Infinity. <laughs> it's actually further
1: than that. It's actually across the street from the airport. That's actually super convenient. It is, actually. Yeah. Well, no, I'm staying on the strip. Is it the han- Oh, okay. I'm actually staying within walking distance of the Rio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Complete other edge of town. Yes. No,
1: not really. It's not like I'm in Sutherland.
0: I don't, but from corporate limits of Vegas, Rio is kind of like the west side of the interstate. It the is. airport's the east side of the interstate. Yeah, it
1: is. Uh, I, have to, I have to pass the interstate and the strip. Yes, you are correct. There's no monorail. There is no monorail. Mono
0: means one. Rail yes. means rail. Yes. The so monorail to take you from your hotel to... No. Ah, that's too bad.
1: <laughs> You'll have to Uber it. No, there is a monorail that I could get to on the strip to go to the airport, I think. No, yeah, there-
0: no, yeah. Yeah, the monorail runs there. Yeah. That, I always wanted to use stuff like that. But it's like, never got around to it. Yeah. The car was just so much easier. That's fair. Yeah. Until you hit the strip... And then there's bumper-to-bumper traffic late at night. Because people are drunk driving up and down the strip very slowly. Yes. (laughs) All right, Brian, let's wrap it up there. All right. So, Well, thank you for joining us at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And we'll see you next time.